Hello, and welcome to the University of Minnesota Swine Extension Podcast. Today's podcast is another research update. My name is Sarah Sheik Belke, and I'm a swine extension educator with the University of Minnesota. Joining me today is Brigitte Lazinski, who recently completed her master's degree at the University of Minnesota. To get us started today, Brigitte, will you tell us a little bit about yourself, including who you worked with during your graduate degree? Um, Well, thank you, Sarah, for having me on the podcast. I'm excited to share some of my research with you today. Um, Like you said, I guess my name is Brigitte Lazinski. I'm a recent master's graduate from the University of Minnesota. I was originally raised on a farm in southwest Minnesota where my family raised hogs weaned to finish, and we also had some show pigs as well. Later, um, we transitioned to feeding a couple hundred bottle calves while my dad worked as a sow production manager for a large swine company. This opened up a lot of opportunities for me to be involved in commercial production through a number of different ways. Uh, After high school, I attended South Dakota State in 2015 and got my bachelor's in 2018 uh, in animal science, ag business, and swine science. During my time there, I was involved in a lot of clubs and organizations and also worked at the new off-site swine unit and had two external research and nutrition internships prior to starting my internship and then transitioning into my master's program at the University of Minnesota under the mentorship of Dr. Lee Johnston. So what research topic will you be talking about today? I'll be sharing my work that I did about water quality in nursery pigs. Uh, We looked at growth performance and health and assessed some water quality in nursery barns around the state of Minnesota. And that was the basis of um, my master's program research. It sounds interesting. And I know I've read that there have been some articles in National Hog Farmer and other publications as well. So I'm, I'm excited to have you share your work with us today. But before we get too far along in our discussion here, Can you tell the audience, how was your research funded? Um, So my research was funded through a pretty cool opportunity that I had. Um, I was really fortunate to be funded by two different entities. So the Minnesota Pork Board um, funded the research in itself, and we are really grateful for their support there. And then Um, Due to my connections in Christensen Family Farms and my internships and working with them previously, uh, my mentors there and the company had graciously funded our barn renovations that we needed to um, carry out the study in Morris, Minnesota. So they also helped supply the animals for that. And we are really lucky to have their support from this study. Yeah, that is great. Not only is funding always important for our research projects, but also if there's any other added expenses, such as, like you said, retrofitting the barn, or also the animals and the number of animals that we need um, for the studies is always great too to have ample supply. So can you give us a brief introduction as to your research project, explaining why it was a valuable project to do? Yeah, so... We know that water in general is essential for all biological processes, or not only in humans, but also in the pig. And because in the Midwest and the United States, um, especially Minnesota, water is 
typically an affordable and easily accessible resource for producers. We've previously kind of overlooked water as a whole because we tend to focus on the presence of water and the quantity of water available versus the quality of water that those pigs are getting. So uh, the balance of water within the pig is extremely important for optimal performance and health. Uh, and with that, um, after looking through things like nutrition and management and air quality and other aspects of the nursery barn production, producers in Minnesota had started to question whether or not maybe water quality was a factor that played into seeing pigs that were scouring quite a bit or starting poorly post weaning and falling behind and um, just not performing as optimally as the producers would like to see during that nursery phase. And so my project comes in to kind of start answering those questions for those Minnesota producers who are concerned and really kind of get to the bottom um, or start looking at what types of water we're seeing throughout the state of Minnesota and if or how that water is potentially impacting nursery pigs um, in regards to their health and growth performance. That's great because I'm sure you probably found that the quality of water is different depending on where you are in the state. And yeah, like you mentioned, um, the quality of water is so important. I mean, it's, it's one of our nutrient categories, but I think sometimes it is a little bit overlooked. Yeah, definitely. And one thing that kind of piqued our interest in this area too, is that, um, there's not a whole lot of literature available to us that really looks at water quality um, as a whole. There's some studies from the 70s and 80s um, and early 90s, I would say, that focused on, you know, a specific um, analyte in the water, such as sulfates or um, total dissolved solids or bacteria, but um, really no studies that kind of took water and its full profile and looked at it as a whole entity. So um, we were really excited to see if we could tackle that. Um, water's pretty complex and we learned that through my study, but um, just taking into consideration the lack of literature and trying to address those questions for producers was something that we thought we, should, we would challenge ourselves with. And it was um, an interesting outcome and interesting project. So now, can you explain how did you go about completing this study? So like I said, water is pretty complex and hard to understand um, in some aspects. And so um, we really wanted to kind of gauge and understand how pork producers in Minnesota view the water that they have in their barns or how they feel um, water quality is impacting their pigs' growth and health initially they feel that it has, water quality has an impact. Um, and so to do this and to kind of connect with producers throughout the state, what we did is we put together a survey and we distributed it through the Minnesota Pork Board, through word of mouth, um, online opportunities. And we distributed that to as many Minnesota pork producers as we could reach. Um, and this survey asked questions related to um, the barns, their the producers' perceptions of water quality, um, and then asking them also if they would be willing to share some data and collaborate with our research team. So then um, kind of phase two as a part of a three-phase 
experiment that we did is from the survey responses, we identified 15 barns to kind of take a deeper look into. And so we visited those barns and uh, interviewed producers a little bit further about water quality. Um, while we were there, we collected water samples from each of the barns to be analyzed for 20 different analytes um, at a commercial lab. And we analyzed for things from heavy metals to minerals and bacteria. Once we received these results, uh, we shared them with producers and then created an internal spreadsheet that allowed us to kind of compare each of the barns results side by side. And then with the help of um, the older water quality standards that we have for livestock, some industry professionals who work with swine water quality on a daily basis, and then my grad school committee, we were able to kind of separate and pull apart the barn's water quality to choose three different water qualities, um, water quality profiles to evaluate side by side in phase three, which, would, which is a nursery experiment. So what we did is we selected two waters um, or two barns that we perceived to have poor water quality based on um, all of the factors that I have mentioned, and then one water source that we perceived to be as good quality. So in phase three, what we did um, is conducted a pig experiment study. So we retrofitted our existing nursery barn at the West Central Research and Outreach Center in Morris, Minnesota. And then we added three water tanks, one for each of the different waters and developed a new system that allowed these waters to be delivered to the pigs automatically in the barn. So then we physically were able to transport each of the three waters to the nursery um, by using milk tankers and stored the water in water bladders and then further delivered that water to the pigs. Uh, we were able to deliver any of the three waters to every pen in the barn. Um, we received 450 wean pigs and these pigs were uh, a high health status, meaning that they were PERS and mycoplasma negative and were sourced from a single healthy commercial sow farm. The pigs were placed randomly into pens of 10 and we had 15 pens per water source. Um, to monitor the water throughout the study, we did weekly water samples to assess bacterial loads at the drinker and uh, using the same three waterers every week. Um, and then we looked at weekly water flow at every single drinker just to make sure that those pigs were all pigs were receiving the same amount of water flow per minute. Um, and this was just standardized to industry standards. And then we also checked water quality at delivery um, prior to the second delivery of water and then at the end of the study, just to ensure that there were no water quality changes in transportation or storage throughout the study. As for the pigs, we measured weekly individual body weights and average daily gain average daily feed intake per pen, gain efficiency, morbidity and mortality. And then we also um, looked at any instances of scours and their severity during the first seven days of the study. Further, we looked at di digestibility to see if the quality of water the pigs were drinking had any impact on the pig's ability to digest the provided diets. We used blood chemistry and a cytokine panel to compare 
pigs among treatments in regard to health status. And then we looked at immune function um, through a FAGO test, which uh, was a new and interesting test that we were able to do. And this just kind of looked at granulocytes and monocytes and the number of them that are showing phagocytosis. Uh, we also looked at gut absorption through a differential sugar test, which allowed us to keep pigs on study while looking at their gut absorption rates. Lastly, we monitored pig behavior for the first three days of the study to see if the pigs had any aversion um, to the quality of water that they were given. Uh, so we ended up, so what we did is we recorded those pigs for the first few days of the study and documented the amount of time and number of visits that they had to the drinker in their pen. Wow, you had a lot of stuff going on in that project, and it sounds like you probably had a lot of data at the end of it. Was that correct? Yeah, we um, we had a lot of data to start through, um, but it was it came together really nicely in the end, and we were really fortunate to have some really great resources in our animal science department that um, were able to kind of help understand and dissect some of the results of the lab analyses. Um, and so, yeah, there was a lot of data to juggle, but um, it was really interesting to see in the end how it all came together. That's good. So now can you share with us what some of the results of the study were? Yeah. Um, Overall, we did not record any differences in pig growth performance or health throughout the duration of the experiment. In regards to the first phase, looking at the producers' perceptions of water quality, we learned really quickly that producers vary in how they view their water quality, what they value within that water quality, whether it's you know the color of the water that's coming out, the smell, um, or how their pigs are performing. Every producer kind of looks at water in a different way. And so we kind of learned um, different perceptions from those producers. And then in the second phase where we went and tested, uh, physically looked at those water sources and the qualities of water that we see in Minnesota nursery barns, um, we learned that water quality really does vary and it can vary um, it varies by geography and a number of other things. And so, for example, one barn could be located at X intersection and have a decent water profile in, when compared to our standards. And then a couple miles away, three, four miles away, um, another nursery barn can have a completely different profile of water at the wellhead. And so something I guess I should add is that we tested all of our water from the wellhead to really um, understand the water quality as it comes out of the well versus what you're seeing at the end of the water um, distribution line in those barns, because we know that can vary. Looking into phase three, um, our pig experiment, as I mentioned, we really didn't record any differences in pig growth performance or health, but that's not to say that water quality doesn't matter. There's a lot of moving parts in water quality, and we learned that pigs, they do adapt to water quality. And so understanding that and how they may have adapted during our study is maybe the reason we didn't see any differences. Interesting. So based off of these results that you just talked about, what are some of the conclusions that can be made? Um, so some conclusions that we were able to make from doing this study is that 
Although producers' perceptions and priorities in water quality and water as a whole do vary, they are concerned about water quality. Um, and water quality varies by geography, it varies by barn, and there's a number of different factors that can impact water quality throughout barns, whether that's genetics and health or management. Um, and we learned I, that pig growth performance, health and behavior were not influenced by the specific three qualities of water that we tested in our controlled research setting. And I think that's something that provides a little bit of merit to this study is that we, um, our goal was to really look at just the water quality in itself. And so we isolated that water quality and controlled for as many of the confounding factors or varying factors that you would see throughout commercial production. Um, and also we only used three water qualities that we found in the state of Minnesota. Granted, there are a lot more water quality profiles and statuses throughout the state. Um, this, this is the best that we had in regards to initial survey responses at the beginning of the study. These res responses that we had um, with our healthy pigs in our controlled setting may not be consistent with other water sources or other water compositions throughout the industry. And also looking at other confounding factors and kind of barn by barn specifics. So what are some important takeaways from your study? Uh, some important takeaways that we kind of like to highlight when we share these results is that water is important and it's essential for life and makes up a really large portion of the body. Um, we learned that water requirements are difficult to establish for the pig and that distinguishing good from poor water quality in regards to the pig can be challenging. Uh, we're faced with uh, older recommendation levels that were established in the 80s and pig production has significantly changed since the 80s. And so understanding water quality for pigs is complex. This study provides just a little bit of a stepping stone for future work to kind of test the limits of the pig further um, and has built speculation on how we go about assessing water quality changes from the wellhead to the drinker in the pen. When we start to consider the buildup of bacteria and biofilm within the distribution systems and how that biofilm could potentially be reacting with certain medications or products that we're using water as a method of distribution. And also another takeaway is that from barn to barn and system to system, there are a lot of different moving parts, a lot of different factors that could be impacting how pigs are performing and how um, we view water quality as a whole. So I definitely think that this was a, a very good study to um, start considering different methods of analyzing water quality and how we go about researching water quality um, and just kind of how we um, look at and understand what's next in the realms of water quality. Like you alluded to, there's still some questions and it sounds like your study was kind of a great stepping stone to determine what some of those next steps might be. So any last comments as we wrap up here? I guess I'd like to say thank you for having me on the podcast today. It was a really good opportunity to share my research again, even after um, I finished my master's. So thank you for that opportunity. Yeah. And thank you for your willingness to record a podcast and share your research. 
So with that, this wraps up our podcast for today. Thank you, Bridget, for sharing your research on water quality in nursery pigs as it looks at growth performance and health. I'd also like to thank those that listen to this podcast. Once again, this has been Sarah Sheik Belke, Swine Extension Educator with the University of Minnesota Extension and recent master's graduate, Brigitte Lozinski. To further connect with the University of Minnesota Swine Extension, please visit the swine-specific webpages on the University of Minnesota Extension's website at www.extension.umn.edu backslash swine. And on those swine pages, you'll find connections to our blog and Facebook pages. To learn more about research being done by our swine faculty in veterinary medicine, please visit their Swine in Minnesota blog at www.umnswinenews.com.